First episode. First episode of the Doobie Talk. So, greetings, interwebs. <laughs> My name is Derek. My name is Aaron. We're and the then, dudes behind the camera that run the High Rise TV. So, uh, we, like, every day we come into the office. Like, Aaron and I have known each other for, like, fucking what seems like almost 20 years now. And, uh, working together for, like, three or four and every day we come into the office and we just have hella shit to talk about. Whether it's business, whether it's industry shit, whether it's stuff we did during the week or the weekend. And we have hella shit to share with each other. And a lot of it's like, can be extremely insightful to each other. And we learn a lot from each other. So we thought, fuck it. We listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, we have you guys out there asking us hella questions like about business, about the back end of things and how Aaron got started or how do you make money off YouTube or whatever. And we wanted to do something to kind of like put our conversations in front of the camera and share it with you guys. And hopefully you guys can learn some shit. Um, this show is not going to be, you know, there there's going to be times where it's funny, like Hopefully, we can make you guys laugh. But, uh, <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. It's definitely like not going to be like a two girls, one bong. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, so, hopefully, you guys enjoy and welcome to the first episode of the Doobie Talk podcast. Don't get it twisted, though. We're definitely going to be smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, we're going to be smoking weed, eating snacks. We've Baby already taken bombs. our alpha brain. Um, yeah, so... This episode, this is Aaron. Aaron is the uh, owner, creator, founder of the High Rise Co. Uh, started the company like six years ago. Um, I'm, I guess you could call like the producer. I, I handle all the media shit, all like the photos, the video, the back end, running the YouTube, producing Mac Dizzle's meltdowns, high as fuck with, connecting with everybody, rolling up joints. So between the two of us are pretty much, you know, outside the Mac and Joya, like, 95% of high-rise TV so um, on this episode our debut episode we wanted to talk to Aaron and figure out how he got started in this business like how he got started with the high-rise co what were some of the steps the trials and tribulations we got a couple questions from people off Instagram um, shit even recording okay I, yeah, this is first episode. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. We got a new camera from just a homie. For it. Um, one of our homies let us borrow a camera that can just record for <laughs> however long at a time. So yeah, we're gonna smoke some weed, roll we got up some, some G13. shit. G13, that was pretty pretty tasty, not bad. Aaron just took a BT of some G13. Compliments of <coughs> compliments of high standards, <coughs> Orange County. Woo, not bad. But yeah, so today we're just gonna go chop it up with this cool. whole. So I guess yeah, we're figure chopping out. Up. I got questions of myself. I've known Aaron since he was fucking like 15 years old. Um, so, let's do this. All right, here we go. So, like, I guess, like, take us through, like, your, your synopsis of, like, when people ask you about the brand. Like, your generic, I started High Rise X amount of years ago with, you know, so go ahead and just, I so, guess. So, yeah, I guess kind of the backstory on how the High Rise actually got started. Um... I guess a little background on myself. I'm a skateboarder. Um, been skateboarding my whole life. So really up until about 22, 23, I was just a fucking skate rat. Teaching skateboarding lessons. I worked for Vans, I worked for Etnies. Um, literally just like teaching little kids how to skate and how to drop in and um, always around skateboarding and stuff like that. Uh, once I started getting a little bit older, like 22, 23, like a couple of my homies were like trying to do their own clothing companies and I just like kind of saw them doing it and I was like oh that's kind of cool like you know they have their own thing they're able to create their own stuff I just thought it was like kind of cool and I I didn't want to fucking work at the skate park teaching skate lessons for the rest of my life so I wanted to you know venture off and try something on my own so I just kind of saw them for you know watched what they were doing for a few weeks and I figured uh you know, fuck it, let's go for it. So I started scheming on a name and figuring out like, all right, what should I call it? What should it be about? Um, all that shit. And then literally like 
the name the high rise just like popped it was just in my head for like literally two months in my head before i even did anything with it and i just like i don't know i just thought that thought it clicked and sounded good like a solid name like catchy so i was like fuck it let's run with that so literally like scraped together fifteen hundred dollars from teaching skate lessons and just scraping by and eating shitty food and fucking living in a renting out a room and just doing whatever I had to do, saved up enough money. And with no fucking experience, no education, um, no, really didn't know anything about the clothing business, about the clothing industry, design, marketing, sales. I didn't know anything. I knew how to fucking skateboard. That's about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, 1500 bucks, Google, where to get t-shirts made. Found a, a, screen, a local screen printer, um, found a, uh, a local, what do you call it? Like a, like a graphics printer, I guess, like for business cards and stickers and stuff like that. Um, I went to work on my laptop. I started trying to design all these designs and after about a week and a half, I realized I didn't know what the fuck I was doing and all the designs were terrible. <laughs> like literally, like, I wish I had some of the first ones. It was like a diamond like exploding and like fucking this is all yourself this is like just you like on photoshop or yeah just me on, on photoshop like on paint yeah like dragging clip art in and like adding effects and like yeah like this is and then like after you know like a week to two weeks i'm just like okay the ideas in my head i cannot translate this onto the computer right now like this is way too hard um my good friend Corey, who i've known since i was like fucking 10 or something Oh, hi! Seductively licking a paper as I walk Yeah, away. right. Geek! <laughs> Alright, can you get out of here? We're filming. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's up. Now she's on the other end of that. <laughs> um, should I just, like, you can edit that? Or no, what? fuck it. Who cares? Okay. That, that happens. That happens here at <laughs> yeah. the same way we walk in on Mackenzie filming. Dizzle in the house. Um, Mackenzie walks in on us looking for Cheech. Yeah. Where was I? Uh, okay, so yeah. So you hit up Corey. My good homie Corey, just a buddy of mine I've known forever. He was just starting to do graphics, and he's going to school for graphic design. Um, he tried to do a couple little companies back in the day, so I knew he had interest in it. Um, I hit him up. He came over, and then literally from there, it was just like, boom, it was on. Me and Corey just went to work. Um, so he started doing all the graphics for us. We're like very similar and on the same wavelength so like all my ideas that i was able to come up with in my head he was able to translate it onto the computer and onto the graphics like pretty much exactly what i was thinking he'd be able to nail it and at this point like is Corey getting like freelance gigs he's been working with with people doing like freelance graphic and so yeah at this he... point Corey's just kind of doing freelance stuff for other clothing brands and other companies and like speaker companies and flyers for clubs and just yeah, like just... all kinds of different graphics stuff like that and he was going to school full time. Um, he came over, like started making some stuff, and then we just decided, like, all right, let's do this. Like, let's just you handle the graphics, you handle all the design, I'll handle all the business and the sales and the marketing, and uh, boom, just like that. That's pretty much like how we were off to the races. Um, so he started designing a bunch of stuff. Um, our first collection. So he came up with like four or five designs. Two of the designs we couldn't even print because there are so many colors in the design. And this the is art, something you didn't know. This is shit we didn't know. So like yeah. we show up with the artwork like, yo, we're ready to go. And he's like, there's 73 colors in this art. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> so, so that's like, something. Uh, if you okay, guys want to well, start a clothing brand or you want to do logos and stuff, like when it comes to manufacturing, like every color you have on your screen printing, on your shirt, if it's screen printed, needs a screen. Right. So every color, you're paying like around $25 for a setup fee. So if you have like a one color print like that, the, the setup fee is 25 bucks. So if you're going to want like a tee that has like six colors on it, your setup fee is $150 to start before you even like pay for paint, before you pay for labor or anything. Just like, so that's something that like Aaron had to learn coming into this game. So right? yeah, like trying to do that and we just like, just the smallest little things like that. But then you learn from that. And the next job, we knew not to fucking make a design with 73 colors. And if you do have a design with 73 colors, that's great. But go get it digitally printed. It's called DTG print. Where you go and there's no screens or films involved. It's all digitally printed. 
no setup fee. So. Any photo you want, dude. You could just get anything yeah. on it. So that's definitely the route to go with option. that. Um, but yeah, so like go in there with five designs. Can't even print two of them. We end up rolling with uh, three different designs. We were able to print about a thousand dollars worth of t-shirts. It was like maybe a hundred and fifty shirts, hundred and thirty shirts, or something like that. Um, and then the remaining five hundred dollar budget that we had from the initial investment went into stickers, flyers, and business cards. Uh, now that we look back, it's pretty funny because the guy charged us five hundred dollars for literally like nothing. But in hindsight, looking back, we thought we were getting a great deal. And now that we know how much stickers and business cards and flyers actually cost, we're like, wow, that dude just came up on us. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that's the learning. That's like hands-on experience right there. Like, you're not gonna but then, learn that yeah, shit once in again, school. Like, you gotta fail in order to learn. You know? Exactly. Like, you're not gonna learn your lesson if somebody's like, oh, don't pay that much. But if you physically spend your own money and like you piss your own money away on a bad decision, like that's how you learn that. lesson. Then you're more careful like, the next time yeah. with that same amount of money. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so literally, that's it. That was the first collection. It what was year was fucking, that? That was two thousand, uh, the end of two thousand eleven. Okay. So just three T-shirts and there he is. We were just hey, talking about Mr. Corey right there. Come on down. What's up, boys? <laughs> um, all right. So we were at the part where we just had a mid podcast meeting with Corey. We had a mid a mid meeting. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyways, this was like, I think we were talking about. Um, so we got, okay, yeah, we got all the shirts finally printed, and we got the stickers and business cards, and we got ripped off, and we're off to the races. So now it's like, all right, cool, we have all this shit. How do we sell it? Boom, we do a photo shoot in my fucking living room. <laughs> we get a bed sheet and hang it from the wall and do a photo shoot. Maybe we could put some of those pictures up. I have some of them. They're pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, for sure. That'd I'll be sick. Um, but yeah, so we, like, shoot a bunch of fucking photos create the facebook page we make an instagram account we make our big cartel account which is our online so 2011. store 2011 so this is like instagram was like i don't even think we had it i don't even think it was instagram it was facebook and yeah it wasn't it was just facebook and we had a website that was it okay and then we uploaded our couple products and boom i started just spamming everyone i literally <laughs> sit there for like not even exaggerating like eight hours a day just fucking going on like huff primitive weed maps high times like every weed facebook page that related to what i was trying to target to i was literally just spamming them like just putting hey check out the high-rise co like leaving comments like check out high-rise co with like the hat or whatever it's like, like hustling but guess what it worked i mean it worked okay we got like a couple thousand followers in the first like couple months just on facebook and like started getting a couple online orders and like then I was like, all right, it's like starting to work. Like, this is dope. Like, let's, you know, keep this pushing. So then my next thought was like, all right, we need to be in stores now. Like, we need to do retail. Like, online starting to trickle in a little bit. So, but I mean, Corey literally just hopped in the car and just literally drove to fucking, we live like kind of by the beach. So we just drove to the beach and we just started like going into stores. And the first like four stores we went into all wanted to carry it, but only on consignment. At this point, we didn't really understand what consignment was. Consignment is basically when, like, the store wants to take your product in, but they only are going to pay you when it sells. So if you go in there and bring them 10 T-shirts and three of those T-shirts sell, they're going to pay you for those three, and the other seven are going to sit there until they get sold. So it's it's not really the greatest idea to do consignment unless you're, you know, really starting out and you know your product is going to move or you have a good feeling that it's going to move. Maybe you have, like, a good relationship with, like, the shop and owner or something Most like importantly, that. exactly what Derek said was, like, because that's, I, we've been burned by so many stores for trying to do consignment and then they disappear, they go out of business, the owner doesn't want to pay you, whatever the problem is. Um, but, yeah, so we just, like, started going into stores we got into like four stores, like right off the bat, all on consignments. We just dropped off like 10 or 20 shirts to each one. Um, and then we started going to clinics too, dispensaries. And like, we got like three clinics and it was dope because I remember the first big order we got was a clinic and it was like 300 bucks all cash. And they just bought it all cash. And it was like our biggest order. And we were like, what, this is sick. Like we need to do more of this, but that was very short lived as with the dispensaries, those are up and down, getting raided and shut down and stuff like that. So, like, I remember they bought, like, $300 worth of shit, and then, like, two weeks later, they were gone. Yeah, like, it's not, like, a consistent thing. No, nah, not at all. So, literally, just, like, trying to get all these stores, like, going into 
you know, doing all these consignment deals and just like out of the four original stores, only like one of the stores, the stuff actually like sold through. Yeah. And all the other ones are just like collected dust. <laughs> yeah. They just got worn and shit. Yeah. They started like fading and just. Exactly. So then it was like, you know, maybe after like the first two months, we probably sold like almost all the shirts. We still had like 30 or 40 shirts. We started getting a little bit of money, you know, collected from the sales. So then it was like, all right, what do we do now? And then it's like, obviously, we need hats, we need beanies, we need, you know, more products. We can't just have, you know, t-shirts. Spark that bad boy out. Um, so then it was the next thing was like... So uh, this whole time, were you working at the skate park this whole time? Oh, yeah. So through the 1500 in at this, uh, summer of 2011, still worked at the skate park for literally like probably a good year, year and a half until I was able to quit this quit the skate park and the skate park was actually very very like like crucial for high rise because it was the any skate park of lake forest so those of you that don't know it's like literally the biggest skate park in the world or the country like one of them maybe not the big like at the time yeah it's like a huge crazy skate park free to the public so i'm like teaching lessons there and like just meeting all these dope homies there and like building relationships with a lot of the skateboarding community and like I was really able to get the gear onto like a lot of skaters and like a lot of a lot of the kids there started repping it and then it kind of started getting big in that area and that was also what really helped in the beginning was just word of mouth was literally just like kids getting it and then their friends oh what's that I want that boom then they want it and then they're wearing it it's like so powerful in the skate community so powerful because like people are so close but they everybody's like attached but they all live far away from each other so like every crew knows people from other crews and it's just like easy to get your shit spread that way exactly which we both have skateboarding back that's how we met like in fuck what year 2000 2000 probably 2001 i think i met you when i was like fucking 12 or something or 13 yeah something like that i'm like a couple years older than aaron from the same area but so Um, working at annie's park doing all that shit at what point in the business were you be able like you were you able to quit Etnies? So it really came down. So we were doing doing it for about a year, year and a half and um I mean we were doing all right. Nothing crazy, you know. We were doing okay, it's just slowly steady growth. Um putting all the money back into the company, not taking a draw at all, just putting it back into more products and more hats and more shirts and stickers and we did a lot of guerrilla marketing. I've spent a lot of money on just stickers on just giving out stickers for free and just putting them up everywhere and like doing all that stuff. Um, but yeah, anyways, about a year and a half. What's up, Chi Chi, what's up, bud? Get- all right, bye. Um, bye. Um, what were we saying? <laughs> we need, <laughs> we need to get a lock for the fucking powerful. Like, fucking hey, um, we're never going to be able to do this. <laughs> first episode I just like just 17 like, interruptions already um where were we uh, where were we so at what point were you able to quit Eddie's so that was oh, like yeah. a year and a half in if you're <laughs> so doing like a year and a half in it's like getting to the point where like alright there's some money starting to come in like I'm at this skate park like staring at the fucking concrete like what am I fucking doing with my life like I need to seem to go for it like <coughs> almost felt like I was just like wasting time and I so just literally stopped showing up to work one day. I know that's pretty bad, but I literally just stopped showing up and I just put 100% of my effort into doing high-rise from that day on and literally every single day, all day long, all night long, like, just grinding, like, just everything I could do to grow the brand, I, I would do everything. And then it got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm going to try to make my own stuff now, which was a huge mistake looking back in hindsight, but I was like, all right, I'm going to try to make my own stuff. So I, like, Went and bought a heat press and a vinyl cutter and a potter and a computer and materials and I bought all this shit and I started hand pressing all the orders one by one in my kitchen. I remember that. And then shipping them out of my living room all by myself. Like getting like 20, 30 orders a day and like hand printing all the hoodies with vinyl and then having people email me like two weeks later with the vinyl like peeling off and shit. And I'm just like, (laughs) oh my God, this is so bad. Like literally trying to do that for like, six months and then i figured out like what am i doing like it's not smart to try to do everything yourself and especially production like you need to make sure that your 
your product is quality and you need to make sure that people that are making your product know what they're doing it's like me in the, the kitchen like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i'm just trying to make these t-shirts you know what i mean like i'm just being honest like i didn't know what the fuck i was doing that's I like a huge thing in business like delegating like, exactly huge like not trying to do everything yourself and so i was like trying to do that that was like right when i quit the skate park it was like boom all right i'm gonna make all this shit myself like i'm gonna do this like i learned how to sew i was sewing the fucking pockets on the t-shirts like i was making the vinyl graphics i was going out putting stickers up staying up till three in the morning posting on forums like every single fucking thing you could do to like grow your shit i was doing like day in day out non-stop um and then it got to the point where like cool i have enough money to where i can sustain myself and i'm still fucking barely paying rent and fucking eating del taco and like whatever but i'm not fucking working for someone and i'm doing what i want to do so then it just got to the point where it's like it's go time and just putting like all my energy into it and just like trying to get it done or like trying to get it bigger i guess like what were some of the sacrifices you had to make like obviously like you sacrifice your job so like yeah that, that was a cool job i really liked everyone that i worked with and it was like super rad um like relationship problems like girlfriend like why are you always working and you don't hang out with me and blah 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 and it's like like i'm trying to do shit like like, I'm going to do this, like, no matter what. So either, like, you're with me or you're not. Like, like pre-Mac Dizzle. Exactly. Yeah. Like, anyone. Like, you have to know, like, I don't know. I'm very, like, determined and very driven, and there's, like, shit that I want to get done. And it's, like, I'm not going to let someone, like, hold me back or, like, let a girlfriend, like, yeah. oh, I got to fucking go to dinner and hang out with my girlfriend tonight. And, like, like, obviously there's time for that. I'm not saying, like, don't do that, but, like... Just when you have, like, a naggy girlfriend that wants to, like, hang out with you and watch TV every single night when you could be building your business and, like, building your future, yeah. like. That's one thing I remember, like, knowing you for, for however long. Like, we used to skate together probably in, like, the early 2000s. We used to skate together, and then, like, I ended up doing different skating things and kind of was, like, out of the city of Orange for a while. And then, like, but I'd always, like, meet up with Aaron to, like, smoke. So, like, however long it was, like, every couple months, like, we'd, we'd link up. And I would, like, see the progression of high-rise. Like, I'd be at, <clears throat> like, ASR or Agenda, which was one of, like, the... You'd be on tour for, like, six months, and then you'd come back, and I'd just yeah. have, like, all this new shit. Like... Exactly, and I'd come back, and I'd be, like, you you constantly moving places. Like, from a young age, you, like, moved out, and you were, like, yeah. handling your shit, like, move, you know? Yeah. Like, moving places. But then, I like, I specifically remember, like, when you broke up with your ex, mm-hmm. and in, like, three weeks, like, I showed up to your house, and it was just, like, one bedroom empty you didn't have shit you did you had like one towel you had like one plate you had one fucking cup and there was just like boxes and like all the all the closets were just like high-rise merch yeah. it was just like rows of hats and fucking yeah. hoodies and tees and like empty boxes and shipping shit all over your living room and like crash at your house and i like yeah. wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and you're like sitting on the couch like fucking on the laptop just like going to work and like every time you know, every couple months I would see you'd be like, oh, then you got the sewing machine. And I'd come back a couple months later, oh, you got the heat press. <laughs> Still one cup <laughs> and one plate, tools, but, yeah. you, but you just had more shit, you know, for high rise. And it was just like super cool to see. And like, I'd be at Agenda or fucking ASR for some skate shit. And I would see like you and Corey walking around when you guys were like, yeah, just going there, know. like handing out yeah. stickers, putting up stickers so exactly. people would see it and like, yeah. Just kind of like learning, like you're not even like trying to have a booth, just like. And like going and seeing what all the other brands were exactly. doing. And like looking at their clothes and like getting ideas like, oh wow, there's more to it than just screen printed t-shirts. Like there's cut and sew and there's, there's custom a, beanies and there's. The marketing you know, side of things, like the creativity, that as well, the definitely. shit two people do The different displays booths, and the colors and the logos and how people lay things out. Like and, collections. And, exactly. But yeah, it was just always the progression that I remember, yeah, with it like a couple like right after I saw you after you broke up with your ex, it was like game on. Yeah, for real. That's when it was really just like, all right, like nonstop, now I don't have anything to distract me. Like <laughs> Yeah. And it was just look, go time. Yeah. Getting super high now. I know I'm pretty stunned. <laughs> so whatever. So so like Instagram what so what do you think like how much of of your business being like a small like a younger dude who like started a small business like how much was social media like how important was that it was everything like without social media like 
I don't even know how I would have, like, done this. Like, I don't even understand how, like, we have it so easy. Like, you know what I mean? We have all these tools. We have social media. We have Instagram. We have Facebook. We could put our brand in front of thousands of people in the click of a button. Like, 15 years ago, like, you didn't have that shit. You're putting out fucking ads in newspapers and magazines. And people are spending, like, tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. yeah to, like, get on like, your local so much cable harder. fucking like, commercial. So much harder back then. Like, we really do have it so much easier, like... We started uploading a bunch of weed stuff and cool videos and skate a lot of skate footage and like stuff like that and we just steadily grew just month after month more more subscribers more followers just kept growing and growing and growing and we kept engaging and giving back doing giveaways um discount codes sales like doing all that type of stuff like always trying to keep our customers happy and always trying to keep the prices like fairly low so mm-hmm. it's it's affordable stuff um but yeah, it's really crucial. Like, at the click of a thing, uh, click of a button, like, boom, I can have a video on Instagram, uh, my whole collection on Facebook, and then all this stuff on Snapchat. Like, boom, three different platforms that I could get my brand in front of all these people's eyes. Like, like create a community. Exactly, and then you create the community by once you get all these followers to, you know, follow your brand and the stuff that you're posting, then it's engage with them and create that community where they can come and see cool stuff and talk with you and talk with other people introduce them to like other influencers exactly exactly um but yeah like social media was literally how we drove like a lot of our traffic to our website like it was honestly it was more facebook because the first like two or three years was like all facebook like not even doing it was before like ads or anything it was just like it was when you actually could post something and people would see it. Now when you post something, you have to pay for it for people to see yeah. it. So back then, we like grew a pretty good following on Facebook. And we were driving all the traffic from really just Facebook and Instagram at the time. Um, and it was pretty crazy because I didn't know how to do SEO or I didn't know how to get on these blogs or I didn't know how to get people to shout me out. Like All I knew was social media. Like yeah. I was always like fairly good with... like you know youtube and myspace and facebook i was always like fairly like savvy on the internet so i kind of already like knew how to do these things um but it was really just like utilizing the platforms like if you're a business and you're not using instagram and you're not using facebook like you're blowing it so hard like that's where the audience is that's where everyone is they're on facebook and they're on instagram Mm -hmm. and that's where they're going to continue to be for the next couple of years and maybe longer but if you're a brand and you're not doing that now, you're blowing it. Like, I don't, I don't even understand when I see these brands and they have like a hundred followers and it's like yeah, it's insane. You're not you even see, trying. Like, like you, you see like legit brands, like yeah. brands that are like multi-million dollar companies and they have like a couple hundred followers. It's fucking wild. Yeah, and then and it's I'm like not utilizing it or you can make a living off of Instagram if you grow your brand properly. Like, and people just undervalue it i guess i don't know but i see it as a huge 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 thing and there's just so many lanes all of our dude. businesses like i own a couple other businesses and it's huge for those as well it's just you're able to tell your story you're able to show your products your prices your work it's like a portfolio like i mean there's so many different things you can do with it it's really just how much like, college really, do you- how do you want to do it you know did you go to college all so college i actually did go to college for about a year and a half um i always had like fairly good grades like literally like it's hilarious because i just go to college i'll get high as fuck and i'll just go into class and i would just always get the study guides and i'll just get the study guides and i would leave and i'd get the day of the test and i'll just show up the day of the test like two hours before go to the library and just study the study guide i'd go in i'd always be the first person done leave boom get a b every time like i don't know what i did but it worked for every fucking class the only class i i had troubles with was uh algebra two and this yeah. is where i had an issue with this because this was, did you drop out of high college because of math or what yeah that's the, that's the only reason i dropped out of fucking of college and because of algebra two and they gave me a motherfucking word problem and i solved it i solved all three correctly but i didn't show the work oh yeah of course so I, they're wrong so like you're gonna tell me I'm fucking wrong, yeah, like it's, yeah, that's like math. But I figured right. it out, like so. There's only one way to be right, like I mean I get it. You're supposed to show it and whatever, but I figured the fucking question out, like hook me up, like right. I'm trying to fucking graduate me college here, have fun, yeah. Shit. Like so stupid. So like literally I couldn't get past algebra two. I tried like two or three times, 
and then Dude, at that point here. I was like what am I doing like I could learn way more I already am learning way more on YouTube right now like I'm gonna sit here and learn about fucking counseling 101 and watching fucking like just wasting my time like I'm not gonna use any of this in the future like teach me how to fucking do my taxes or teach me how to balance my books or teach me how to fucking do anything useful like teach me about assets and liabilities and just something like give me something like instead of just going and just Getting teaching you to be a worker just yeah. teaching you to go work for someone else like yeah. so i just couldn't do it i couldn't i mean i literally couldn't do it i couldn't get past <laughs> the math <laughs> but uh yeah so i literally just dropped out and then it was just fucking skateboarding lessons and trying to hustle fucking t-shirts yeah just hustle gang all right i'm gonna do some questions off of instagram cool so at nicolette senna what age did you start the high rise uh how did you keep the process moving forward and um extend your clientele so i started the high rise when i was 23 22 22 i think like the end of 22 23 um what was the like next part uh, of the like how do you like how do you get the Oh, how do, how I do keep you keep the, the process moving forward? So like, I started when I was like 23 and really I keep the process going just by seeing the growth and like seeing the potential. Like I really believe in the brand and I think it could be something big. Um, so that's just what keeps me like going and keeps me like motivated. It's because like I really believe in my brand and like believe it could be big, like bigger than, you know, it could be something big. <laughs> um, oh, keep going. Sorry. Um, and then the other part of the question was... Um, like I guess how do you keep the process moving forward and extend your clientele oh and then extend my clientele it's just by just keep doing dope shit like that's like pretty much my motto like as long as we're always putting out cool content and cool products and good prices and keep doing things better than the other people that are trying to do it similar like you just keep growing and people if you have dope shit people will fuck with you at the end of the day if you don't have dope shit people aren't gonna fuck with you you feel like it's like an exp like it's your baby it's your company do you feel like it's kind of it's like an experiment like you enjoy like the process yeah. of like experimenting being like oh Ooh, definitely let me, like learn this and and it's really cool with social media because like now you can actually see statistics of like what's working what's not working so if you're like fuck like we have this idea that we think is funny and then you can like do some shit and you can actually see if it works or not oh 100 if it doesn't like, fucking work like we had fun and we like got to laugh and do yeah. some silly shit yeah definitely yeah like, no it's cool because yeah we can make like some crazy commercial and upload it and it'll get like 10,000 likes or whatever and then we'll upload another cool commercial and we'll get like 500 and we're like oh that didn't work like yeah you know, not even like, fun like we just got to do some fun shit yeah we're like just, we liked it we thought it was cool yeah like, so it's always just like trying to do cool stuff and do like I don't know we always try to do stuff that's like kind of different and like just like creative I guess like we do like cool photo shoots and these cool weed videos and um so yeah I don't know um, let's do another one. So I have Bambi Guts on Bambi Instagram. Guts. So how long did it take you to build your brand? Um, was there ever time you thought it wouldn't work out? If you were in that situation, um, what helped you pull forward? Much love and luck to everyone at High Rise. So how long did it take to build your brand? Going back to like, how long did it take to maybe like get to the point where you get paid? to like live off of it or maybe i don't know like going back to the sacrifice thing earlier like you had to start other businesses in order to keep your business and then yeah like, so that's something we didn't really talk about like right at the time that i was leaving the the skate park uh me and my partner Corey decided like hey let's a lot of people are asking us like how we're doing this like we should use our resources and help them so that's when we started um our embroidery and screen print business diverse and with that company we do custom embroidery and screen print for a lot of other brands and a lot of other companies. Um, so we were able to kind of leverage high-rise to pull a lot of clients on the diverse um, end of things. And that's, you know, that really helped us, you know, pay the bills and get by. And we're able to grow that business, you know, we're expanding that business year by year as well. Um, and it's like, uh, it's just been a constant growth. That way you could like put more of your high-rise money back into high-rise for right fun shit and right. more product and more whatever right that gave us a little more leeway to you know have a little bit of money to play with not really play with but like 
more of a safety net like we don't have to just worry about like oh shit like we only have this amount of money and if this doesn't work out then blah 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 like nah cool we got this other you know stream of revenue it's always good to have multiple streams of revenue because if one thing's not working out then you have the other one to fall back on Absolutely. and it's like even if like people just want to like quit their job and like go do something and it's like no like keep your job save up the money work the other thing that you're trying to do on the side keep saving up your money and then when you're in a comfortable position you can kind of take that leap but like it's always good to put yourself in the a good position not just dive out into things with no money or no plan all right so um was there ever a time you thought it wasn't gonna work out um i mean there's always like i mean not really. i mean there's definitely been like doubts in the last like five or six years but i'm just like I'm like very I don't know the word but like I always just want a fucking I don't know I don't know the word but like I, I'm not gonna lose like put it that way like I'm gonna do everything in my fucking power to make sure that I continue to grow yeah like no matter you're what you're just very like, determined it's like exactly that's what I was this is like your hobby like business right. and like it, this is like what you like to do yeah like I enjoy fucking like you enjoy branding day, like, and learning about new shit like whether it's advertising just like building and like you're saying stuff. like experimenting like putting stuff out there and like seeing if it works like yeah I love like uploading a new video and like oh yeah people love this shit or like mm-hmm. oh they don't love it and then it's like it's just cool to see like stuff that we create and like put it out there and mm-hmm. see how people react to it and then even on like the business end of things like you're good at the business end of things like you're good you can like you've like started many companies you know like you own a bunch of companies yeah you're, you're you do a lot of the legal shit and like like i'm older than you and like i don't have that experience like what's that about like it that's intimidating you know when people are talking about like starting a corporation or this or that or starting a company like it's, it's what, just, what is your how do you feel about that yeah it's honestly just been a learning process it's like every year i learn more and more and more like i still probably don't know everything i should i mean i definitely don't know everything i should but every year i know more than the year i did before and it's just you know it's a lot of stuff you know forming a corporation and a DBA and a S corp versus a LLC, LLC yeah. and like just all these like little things and filing your state taxes. But is okay. So is that as crazy as it keeping sounds? Keeping your books and I mean to be honest, a lot of it. If you have a good bookkeeper, it's you know it's nothing crazy. And nowadays with QuickBooks, like here's a tip: like QuickBooks is the shit for you know bookkeeping. Like literally, it'll link to your bank account. So every transaction that you place under your business, it'll automatically link it. So you just go in there and make sure that it's doing its job properly by clicking the box, and then it generates reports for you monthly, yearly, whatever. And then you just bring that to your, you know, tax person, and you're good to go. You don't it's have to like, keep shit. You don't have to keep receipts. It's not like you have to you keep have to a do fucking shoebox of receipts like it's 1943 or whatever. Like so, if you were to like tell somebody who wanted to start you know, a little company or a little brand or a clothing brand or whatever, like, what are the first things, like, you think they should get product and just start fucking around and, and like, figure out, like, oh, maybe get some tees or some hats or get your product, start fucking around, start guerrilla marketing, get your social media game going, or do you think they should go straight to, like, starting a fucking sole proprietor, little business, like, what, get legal shit, like, what do you think? I mean, you what could just start as a sole, a sole proprietor and you can just get a DBA, that's probably, like, the cheapest route to go, Doing it's super easy, as. like, you don't really need an S-Corp or LLC until you're, like, really serious about it and, like, making some money and, you know, you want to take things more seriously. But if you just want to, like, get up and running and, like, kind of, you know, play around and get your feet wet, like, just do a, a sole proprietor DBA and that's probably going to be your best bet. Um, so what do you think? If somebody came up to you and you, they were like, yo, I got this fucking idea for this clothing brand. It's called blah, blah, blah. You're, they're like, I want to do this and this. I want to do some fucking dad caps. I want to do some this. Like, and you're like, damn, that's a cool name, and you got a cool fucking logo. You you know, like you know your demographic or whatever. Like, what would you say to them? Like, how much money would you, you know? They're like, I got fifteen hundred dollars. Basically, what would you say to yourself when you fucking were twenty three years old? You'd... Yeah, um, I would say to spread it out. So don't put all your eggs in one basket. So like, don't order just you know 150 t-shirts like go get fucking 12 beanies go get 12 snapbacks go get 12 dad hats go get 12 hoodies 12 crewnecks 12 jo- go spread that money as wide as possible and put out a nice little variety of products with a little investment that way you can see what's going to work and what's not going to work put that out start selling and then right away you're going to know okay people love my snapbacks and my joggers people aren't buying my beanies and my dad hats and then you can make the corrections from there with that capital that you make off of selling that stuff. 
you reinvest that into either more of what's selling or try out new product, even more products. It's all about just testing. Like mm -hmm. you just, I'm still throwing shit out there. I don't know if people are going to like it or not. Just you like you I mean? think like, you know your demographic and you think you know, you know, like who you're going after, but like you don't fucking know until right. you put the shit out. And then some people, those people might not even, it might not catch on, but then a whole different demographic of people like, holy shit, like I love your stuff. And you're like, wow, I didn't even know you existed. Right. And then you can connect with those people once you figure that out. Yeah. Um, so as far as after the product, like what would you do as far as like starting a website and fucking and then, up uh, uploading product or whatever? Yeah, the next step would be um, a huge tool that's been insane for us is Shopify. Like as obvious and as simple as, or I mean not so obvious, but Shopify.com is like, if you're trying to do anything e-commerce, like you need to be using Shopify. How much is that shit? You could do a 14 day trial for free, which is like dope. Cause you could just sign up, play around with it. If you don't like it, you're over it. Or you can sign up and pay the $30 a month that I think the base package is like 30 bucks. And like endless apps, plug-in apps that you can plug into your website. You can build it right there on the spot, easy as fuck. Like integrate all your products, upload all your products onto Shopify. The um, app on the phone it is It links to Facebook, sick. it links to your phone. Like. It links to Amazon. It links to fucking links to everything. <laughs> like it's crazy. So that's like a huge tool, and it's like so easy to use. Like it's really mind blowing. Like I've set up a brand in literally under three hours, from fucking what what did we like? What did we do? We created the Instagram, the website, shot the content, uploaded all the products, set the ads. We were, we were like boom to boom in like three or four hours or something like that. Like crazy how fast you could do it it's not it's as intimidating insane. as you think it's you really know if you not. just know like the just, steps it's like just play around with it and you know it's really they make it so fucking easy for you like if you can't figure it out like i don't even know it's super but it's, easy yeah, yeah shopify it's just like drag and drop like you just upload product and that the key where a lot of people don't even understand where the value is in the apps so once you download shopify go to the apps app store type in anything type in marketing there's a hundred free apps that are going to help you market your shit better. Type in fucking email capture. There's going to be a hundred apps for that. Type in fucking upset, like anything you want to do. Like there's a free app for it that will just directly integrate into your store. They just, they it's make like it right so there, easy for dude. you. It's just, yeah. It tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. Right here. Six psychological triggers that win sales and influence. Or customers. yeah. Whereas there's a lot of value also is if you go to the forum, go to the Shopify forum or the stories and they just literally break it down and like tell you how all these people have been successful on Shopify and how they've made hundreds of thousands of dollars and how they've done it. Like there's just so much information that they like, they want you to sell because if you sell, then you're going to keep paying them. So they're trying to help you be successful. So it's like, they're very, very good at that. So you got your product and you got Sounds like Shopify. I'm a sponsor for Shopify or yeah, something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by yeah. Shopify. So you got your product and you got your Shopify set up right maybe you use something else maybe you set up a squarespace or maybe you set up some other website but if you know if you want to take it the next level right it's super basic and easy go shopify yeah so you got that shit now you want to go market it for like the cheapest way possible so then what do you do so then you create a facebook page an instagram page a snapchat a twitter a tumblr create everything like wherever you can put your brand in front of more people like do that and just keep doing that until you have more more followers, more followers, more followers. All that shit is And then free just keep too. engaging with your followers and then they're going to tell their friends and then word of mouth is going to be something. You know what I mean? As long as you just like keep growing and keep uploading fresh content and engaging with your audience, like you should continue to grow. Like there's no reason why you wouldn't. Mm -hmm. If you're putting out cool content, you know, obviously you want to post every day, but even if you're putting it out weekly, like putting out cool stuff weekly, you're responding to your audience, yeah, you're engaging you're with them, with your, your followers like there's no reason you shouldn't grow. It's, yeah, just it's fun being able to connect with people, Yeah, see what other people are doing, draw and then, inspiration That's a good them. point too, and then connect with other people in your same space and try to do, uh, try to network with them however you can, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like back in the day when you were like part of like a little like small like counterculture culture or whatever you couldn't like you didn't know anybody maybe you went to school and nobody in your school did that shit yeah you know? like yeah. that was like skateboarding yeah back in the day like when i was in high school it was like fucking six people that skateboarded so it's like you know with the internet now 
you can fucking meet people from all over the world or whatever. Be yeah. part of a community. You could really just tap into like mm-hmm. any audience or any market. Like if you want to start a tennis brand, like boom, there's a million tennis pages on Instagram that you could start hitting up or I mean, that would work for any keyword. <laughs> Yeah, Golf, right. Tennis, exactly. Fucking BMX, now you know. whatever. Now like, you know what the community's like. Yeah. Um, so what else? You got all this social media down, and then what? You just create content, create content, and just have fun marketing. And then, yeah, it really just comes down to, like, being consistent and just creating, like, dope content and, like, engaging content. Like, it's all about, like, getting the emotion out of your your audience. Like, whether it's, like, happy or sad or emotional or whatever it is, like or funny like you know what I mean putting out funny little videos or just making it more like personable and like not trying to like be so like we're this clothing brand and this is what we do and I don't even know yeah. but like you know what I mean like just trying to be more like like fucking with other other influencers exactly and, like, re, yeah. you know maybe like reposting other people's shit and giving them credit and being like yeah right. it's like, like really building like, that this community. is what we like yeah this is, this is who we fuck with um sick what else I have any fucking questions getting real deep here I know fucking getting real stoned here getting real stoned just <laughs> talking about fucking Shopify accounts <laughs> just breaking it down uh, I wonder if anybody's even made it this far I know <laughs> uh, start talking about Shopify alright um, I'm out of here that one <laughs> Like, okay, so who are your, like, who who do you, like, draw inspiration from, when, like, in the early ages of High Rise, when you were younger? Like, when I first started her, like, obviously, like, Huff. That was when Huff was, like, new, too. Yeah. Like, or, like, as a shoe well, brand. Well, because it's, like, as a shoe brand, it was new. fucking skateboarding, like, like, we grew up fucking skateboarding, like, yeah. that's, like, where I get a lot of my, like, inspiration and, like, influence from, like, as far as, like, style and, like fashion and like not really fashion but like just like the way you dress and like the certain style like that like skaters are always like the first ones to like put trends out on a lot of things like the shoelace belt and the fucking i don't know there's like a lot of things that like people copy from skateboarding even like as far as like music influence and like just Mm -hmm. like general influence on like everyday shit like just like looking at things differently too like driving down the street and seeing like a handrail and you're like oh mm-hmm. shit like i could fucking whatever instead of yeah. like well that's just a handrail like mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's like like that's where i kind of see like a advantage that i have is like coming from that fucking world like just like meeting so many different people that all like have different styles and different personalities yeah. and then like you just kind of learn like a lot of different like a lot more culture like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i don't know i've just like really like I think that younger. definitely, definitely fucking helps. Like the way that we try to like portray our brand, it's like definitely like skates skate fucking inspired. Yeah. Like, like this YouTube channel, like the first however many uploads were all like skateboarding, and then yeah. you didn't really upload anything for a while. Yeah, and, and then it's then like Huff. Like, out. I've fucking been watching Huff in like four one one before he even had a brand. Like, yeah. So it was like, I don't know, but Huff was always like they had like dope fucking weed shit, dope skate shit. They always did like the illest fucking commercials and videos, like. Honestly, now, like, Rip and Dip's pretty fucking sick, too. Like, just all the marketing shit they do is just so sick. Mm -hmm. Like, they just kill it with that shit. Like, that's what I like. I like brands that do sick marketing, and they're, like, not fucking just lazy and, like, boring. Like, you go on fucking Hypebeast, and it's just, like, some kook in a fucking, like, scoop tee, like, on a white background, just, like, all sad. And it's just, like, what are you doing? And then you go to Rip and Dip, and they're, like, fucking have a Prius with suicide doors Mm -hmm. and a fucking, like... I don't know. Lil I just Mayo like people that do shit. cool shit. Like, like collabing with Lil Mayo. Like, so sick, yeah. Genius shit. Like, that's the type of shit that I like. And, like, Huff always did cool shit like that, too. Like, so that was, like, early ages. But that was, like, <clears throat> early yeah, it was definitely, like, fucking... I don't even know. It was, like, Huff and fucking... I don't even know. Yeah. So that was, like, the, your early influences, like, in business in general, too. Like, overall. Because it was just high-rise, like, everything you looked up to and kind of, like, wanted to try to emulate was, like, through that. And, like, yeah. now... Now, who is it that you look up to? And is now it's it like, like, I don't even really look up to, like... Or, like, draw inspiration like, from, you yeah, know it's what just, I mean? That just goes back to, like, what I was just saying, is, like, just people that, like, genuinely do, like, cool shit. Like, people that do, like, creative fucking lookbooks or creative commercials or Instagram, but just people that are doing new shit and shit that's current. Like, they're not just doing the same old bullshit that everybody else does. Like, 
there's just so many brands that do the same thing or they just try to be so cool they don't try to like just have fun like just do fun shit yeah like, you guys are trying way too hard like this isn't so serious mm-hmm. like you're trying to be like mr ceo streetwear clothing owner guy and it's like just fucking calm down and relax and like have some fun with it and like yeah. do some funny ads yeah. and like like enjoy it was another sick like random inspiration but like enjoy or like early enjoy world industries like fuck, watching dude. that document like they just do the ill marketing shit and they just do the dope fucking creative shit mm-hmm. like the dope graphics and the like like offensive like they don't care like they'll push the envelope and shit and it's like same with kind of with like our shit it's just like i don't really care like We'll just do some shit. Like, I don't even care. Because like, you're just going to continue doing people it. People aren't going to like that. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I think it's cool. Like, we're not going to put like a huge, we're not, not going to put a huge budget into like one thing and make a deal. We're going to be doing some, we always try to, yeah, so many yeah. things. Yeah. But it's just like companies like that that just do shit and they're not like scared to like push the boundary of like what's like right. Like, I don't know. Like that type of shit. And then just like creative, like cool, you know? stuff like that just, like, just like the doesn't same old to, shit yeah it doesn't even have to matter like what fucking company or brand anymore you're just like holy shit like they killed it exactly exactly it's like how i feel it could just when be I some like, brand that i don't even know you know like it's like like viceland shit you know so sick like sometimes yeah. i watch some shit and i'm just like god damn it that's like, so or like even so family sick, guy yeah. type shit where like yeah. i'll be faded and i'm watching family guy and i don't even like laugh the joke's like so good that i'm just like <laughs> yeah that's genius yeah like and that's that's it that's it like you can just draw inspiration from everything because there's like so much good shit like how did he even think of that like, yeah just, exactly Where there's the so many fucking like from? brilliant people out there like yeah it's so sick all right well who the fuck knows what we just talked about <laughs> how long was that i don't even know dude what time is it 241 that's gonna be like an hour maybe nah maybe like yeah it'd be like an hour figure out how it goes so that should be if anybody even makes it this far if you make it this far comment yeah if you enjoyed that fucking three people (laughs) i doubt that yeah we'll see uh leave Um, us a comment questions this is the first one we know the fuck we're doing um we're gonna continue doing these hopefully if we don't get too faded and too lazy (laughs) but i don't know we just learned a lot of shit and um we want to share with you guys whether it's with built branded building brands or whether it's with what we're doing with high rise high rise tv current events um eventually have a couple people on the show professional skaters try to get some guests on and stuff. yeah industry folk um so uh yeah thanks for watching you made it this far hope you enjoyed and uh we will see you next time on the doobie talk podcast later <laughs> we need like a sign off thing like a fucking whatever uh,